Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. I'm the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor, K-I-T-T for easy reference, a kit if you prefer. What would you like to hear? Welcome to Chapman Klein, the Night Rider Yells, a podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. I'm your host, Dave Chapa. I'm your host, Greg Klein. Gregory, welcome to the show. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's you? I kind of, uh, I, I sort of went sort of like Bane Connery. <laughs> Bonnery? Bonnery. Banery. <laughs> welcome to Chapman Klein. Blow your mind. That was, that was just straight up Bane. That would be amazing. Sean Connery and Bane do voiceover work. Hello, Mr. Wayne. No, that was just straight up Bane. I can't do it now. I, I don't know. I've been put on the spot, Greg. I can't do it anymore. You put yourself on the spot. I'm sorry. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How's How are your you? week? It's pretty swell so far. Yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, working. Okay. <laughs> I feel real punchy tonight, Greg. Today's been a weird... So I'll just say that. Today's been a weird day. Like last week, I didn't sleep good for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, like I would be snap wide awake at like three in the morning, watch like eight plus episodes of Archer and go to bed when the sun came up. Yeah. Like I'm an idiot. Luckily, right. I don't have to be in to work till like ten thirty. See, which that's is great. That's great. Um, then I realized it's because once I get to work, I'll drink about seven to eight cups of coffee while I'm there. Oh, so you're <laughs> just you're just slugging coffee all day. So last night I went to sleep probably about one. Okay. Snapped wide awake. Well, no, well stayed awake. Didn't do good, but then crashed really deep and had a good deep sleep until like nine. Oh, so you got a solid almost eight yeah. hours last so night. So I get eight hours of sleep, okay. but it's like shifted, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, my sleep patterns have been garbage lately. Yeah, I don't know. Mine, the other day, I just, I've just i just been up. I'll go to bed at about 11, and then I'm up at 2, and then I'm up for like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. which is why the other, like yesterday, I texted you at 2.51 a.m. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Because, oh, actually, yesterday, weirdly, I woke up with a massive stomach ache. Like, felt nauseous, like I was going to puke. Yeah. Went to the bathroom, sat on the toilet for a solid 25 minutes. Nothing happened. And then I just, like, went back into bed, and my stomachache went away. It was just, But it woke me up out of a dead sleep at, like, 2.45, hmm. hence why I texted you just before 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Wait, I just got to keep doing that. So next time, I, we keep saying that we'll do that more. What, when, text each other in the middle of the night? Yeah, when we're up at odd hours of I night. just happened to see my phone blinking next to my bed, and I was like, I bet Greg watched the last episode of Night Rider, and sure enough, you did, so I felt the need to text you back. <laughs> Loved it. Um, excuse me, your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> How much farther down the Archer hole have you gone? Actually, I, so I only have the first season, and the last episode I watched was the one with you, so okay. we're, I'm still two episodes from the end. Let's do a couple um, more tonight. I was going to say, if we, uh, if we finish early enough, we should definitely finish out so, uh, season uh, one. Keep going back to Archer. Since we started talking about it, I've started watching them all again. Oh, really? I'm back to season five, uh, Archer Vice. When, Ooh. Eh, it just gets weirder. I, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, the the seasons are like super cheap. Yeah. So they're really they're really inexpensive. I'll probably go pick up seasons two and three uh, this mm-hmm. weekend to watch to kind of continue on. Um, it, it's funny. Um, I forget his name. I should know it because the gentleman that does the voice of Archer, he's now- he's, H. John Benjamin. Yes. Yep. H. John Benjamin. Yep. <laughs> Whose first name starts with H? What is it? I don't know. Herbert. Hell of a. <laughs> Hell of a John Benjamin. Hell of a good tacos. Hell of a good. So he is in a Arby's commercial right now. Ah, uh, yes. As himself. I believe so. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just interesting. Oh, I thought you had something else. To he's say. got such a distinct voice, and seeing him in Wet Hot American Summer, the like the sequel series as the can as the can, but like the prequels. <laughs> Sequel series, the pre- it's a prequel. Yep, 
Yeah, but yeah, seeing him as the can is hilarious. It's pretty good stuff. It's good stuff. I think we may or may not have hit on something really special with this show. Oh, really? (laughs) We... We've got we got a lot of response from the last few episodes uh, of the show, more so than I remember in the last couple months. So the, the, the we've gotten more emails in the past like week than we've had collectively probably in the past two years. Yeah, well, scale wise, I would say emails and like social media messages. We've just we kind of have hit a nice. I feel like we've hit a nice little. Uh, a lot of people are waxing nostalgia for this show. You know, we're only five episodes in. We're going to talk about episode five tonight. But I feel like we're like a lot of people had a lot of positive things to say. You don't think they're just waxing for us? Well, I mean, they very well could be. Do you? Would you want to wax for you, Greg? <laughs> I don't know. That's a really difficult question. Okay, I need some more time on that. All right, fair enough. Um, I'm going to read the first email. First email came in uh, a couple days ago from Chris F. Uh, love the email address, which obviously I will not give out on the show. Um, so this is in response to you and I having a conversation. I cannot remember what episode it was. It might have been the last episode where we we kind of talked about Dynasty. Yeah, we were talking about Dallas. 80s television and stuff that was yeah. going on in 1982, and uh, just we were kind of just going down the list of movie, not movies, but just what was happening te- telephonically, telenovelically, <laughs> televisionally. So. What was going on cinematically? What's the equivalent for television? I actually have. It's going to be something really stupid, and somebody who's listening is either screaming at the at their speakers <laughs> right now, or they're going to email us immediately. There's something really obvious sitting in front of us that we're trying to figure out. Yeah, but it's not going to be very there. interesting. Anyway, we were talking about that, and we were coming across like Dallas and um, Dynasty, yeah. and just these these long running like TV shows from the eighty early eighties, and we're just like, yeah, we. Don't really want to watch them, right? And uh, and and Chris Chris had actually written in and had said that apparently, I think it was you, Greg, that said you'd watch Dynasty for anthropological reasons. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what that means. Well, it means so like, <laughs> so uh, it, it's hard to explain whether a movie's good or not, or a TV show's good or not. They are time capsules. Of the time that they were shot, and presumably, you know, assuming that they sure. were, they were not period pieces, right? You know, so they were they were snapshots of the world as it was, right? Now you can go however you want with that, but it's what the world looked like. It's how the cars that were popular at the time, the way people dressed, the street signs. I mean, everything. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like watching a show for anthropological reasons as a study <laughs> of humanity. Um, because, okay, think about how lucky we are right now in this time that we know what it looked like 50, 60, 70 years right, ago. We right. knew what people sounded Absolutely. like. We knew the music. Absolutely. But then when you start getting much past, you know, 1900, you get back into the early, late 1800s, it starts getting fuzzy. Yeah. And we don't really know people's sense of humor in the in, in the in the visual way. Okay. Or that's what I'm talking about. Like, I hear what you're saying. It's a snapshot of the world and I think we're very lucky to live in a time where it's available to us. Absolutely, absolutely. So so Chris says um he says he, he understands what we were talking about because after we had mentioned Dallas, we were both like, nope, nope, not going to watch that. Won't do it, won't do it. But I agree with you. Like, I'm more fascinated by the world with which both of these shows sort of were settled in. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if I would ever have the patience to sit through 357 episodes of Dallas. Yeah. So, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. There's a difference between the show being good, like, and enjoyable to watch versus we should, you know, watching it for, for, you know the year that we were born in, whatever. Watching TV from that time, it yeah, might be garbage. But hey, that's the year I was born. That's what was going. That's on, what was happening, in which the, is yeah. pretty fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So he says, in a lot of ways, Dallas is a progenitor for Game of Thrones in terms of the themes of family and power. Uh, he says, I won't go on with this since it's a Night Rider podcast, but I felt needed to be pointed out that you guys seemed more amenable to a show that was vapid and shallow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, we're vapid and shallow. We're rather uh, shallow and pedantic. Yes, yes, yes. Um, (laughs) Says that Dallas is analogous to Reagan's first term by being about the pursuit of and control of power and money, while Dynasty is analogous to his second term as it was all about the flaunting of money and success. And then he sent us a scene that Greg and I watched just before we were re-recorded, which I have to say, 
just listening to the two of these characters go back and forth about one character's wife having sex with um, a myriad of other men <laughs> was actually quite fascinating to watch. Just seeing these snippets is kind of cool for me, but I don't know. I just my patience level for watching a show like that would go yeah south really. I really think that's quickly. what it is. Like for me personally, the, the the comparison with Game of Thrones. Like I've watched Game of Th- most of Game of Thrones. Yeah. because my wife likes it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Because not that it's a bad show or that, you know, I'm just like, I, here I am, I'll be hypocritical. We just watched seven seasons of MacGyver. (laughs) Yes, we did. But that was pretty much non I mean, it could go all over the place. Yeah. Game of Thrones, it it just, I I have a hard time doing long-term invested television watching yeah for a for a for like a story so that's me personally like i just i have a hard time with that okay possibly because i lose interest and i i'm too scatterbrained that's to, kind to of where really i stick with it i like shows that are kind of standalone mm. like i feel like night riders episodes like if i were to just to, to pick an episode out of thin air i wouldn't need to have watched anything before it to understand what's happening right um although he does mention at the very end bringing it back to night riders that he says that you and i are going to absolutely love the Garth Knight stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to get into Garth Knight because I want to. I want to surprise everybody when we get there. Because um, I was listening to the Atari Bytes podcast, and uh, Bill had very, very, very kindly mentioned our podcast in it. But he had said that he's been watching the episodes along with the show. Yeah, never watching Knight Rider when it was initially on. Mm-hmm. So he says going through them, he's very surprised at how much he actually enjoys the show. And I think you and I have said that too. Like five episodes in. I'm shocked at how much I'm actually liking everything that I've watched so far. Right. So far, I've been blown away. I'm like, this is just so much fun. Or I'm hitting it with a different, you know, uh, frame of mind, a different way to look at. I don't know. I just, this show is just hitting hitting a nerve for me. Yeah. That I am, I'm ashamed <laughs> that I have never watched this like this before. It's just so good. I just have a smile on my face every time I watch it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was nice. I was listening to his show the other day, and he had mentioned that he's been watching it through. And he did say that, so he turned it back to the Atari piece. It's the episode that he talked about where Michael was playing um, the, the race car game with yeah. Kit in the car. He says it's an Intellivision game that he was playing, but he's very clearly playing it with an Atari controller. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. I thought was really funny. Um, so the next email is titled Nostalgagasm. Uh, it's from our listener's name is Richard he says that uh, last week he said he bought the whole DVD collection of Knight Rider and then found the podcast shortly after he bought it It was there like a um, a little slip in there like you open the DVD hey if you like this you might like this you might like because climb the Knight Rider years Dave and I have been going all over the place and like stuffing DVD boxes we went all Willy Wonka with the golden ticket yeah so somewhere out there there's a Knight Rider box set that has a signed, uh, you know, print of Dave and I spooning in it. It is, yeah, absolutely. So if you guys find that anywhere out there, it's in the wild somewhere, anywhere in the world. <laughs> let us know when you find it. It region Z. <laughs> I don't know where region Z is, but I don't know. Either. People need to find it. Yeah. Um, so he says that he found the podcast after that. He says he was a child when Knight Rider came on. Um, so he says he has very vague memories of Patricia McPherson, and it was just like a big drool uh, who played Bonnie. <laughs> Um, and the mm. kit turbo boost he considered it to be a favorite TV show growing up, um, even though most of the content went way over his head. He says he listened to Night of the Phoenix episode the other day and appreciated all of our 80s shows, TV, song, TV themes that we did, uh, kind of brought him back there uh, really nicely. Um, he says, somehow my brain had those tunes locked away, and as soon as I heard them, I started singing along instinctively. I possibly <laughs> haven't listened to those tunes in 30 years. Thanks for the nostalgic time travel. Looking forward to taking the journey. Um, <clears throat> that was from Richard. Uh, guys, thanks for thanks for reaching out to us. Um, we truly appreciate every single one of you guys who's listening and who who sends us messages and things like that. Definitely. And like the dialogue and stuff that that, that uh, Chris sent, like so fascinated about that take on Dynasty and all that. Like that's the conversations that we want to spark up. Yes. Um, we have our own little weird way of going about watching these shows. Absolutely. Um, but we definitely enjoy the, the, the greater context um, in, in the world of whatever this would be for cinema i don't understand televonica i don't know somebody tell us what we're missing it's something really obvious so much it's killing me all right greg are you ready 
to get into the next episode of Knight Rider? I'm ready for that next episode to get into me. Oh, let's do it, guys. It's season one, episode five. Slammin' Sammy's stunt show spectacular. <laughs> the episode opens with um, Michael and Kit being pulled over for speeding. But they don't actually get pulled over for speeding because Kit is the one who recommends, Michael, perhaps you should hit the turbo boost so we can get across <laughs> county lines. <laughs> I know. So... All this stuff, like right off the bat, I'm like, wow, they just don't care. No. So it's funny because that cop sitting behind the billboard and like fudges his radar detector to get his quota. Right. And Kit's like, nah, let's outrun him. Yeah. I love it. And by the, this whole time, he's on autopilot. So like, and you can see Michael is reading the manual for Kit in the front seat. Yeah. It was very clear that he was just like reading the manual while, while Kit's driving. Which was shockingly small it's like yeah it's like it a should children's be, book it should be like if you ever go into like a car dealer or like go into the, the the shop and they have all those books on all the different cars of how the now this these are cars that are just mechanic simple mechanical cars they're like four or five hundred pages and they're as thick as three ring binders oh my god the freaking i have a chevy equinox from 2011 the manual is like 400 pages <laughs> it's enormous just think about that <laughs> Just think about that. The manual for Kit. It's like a 32-page children's book. <laughs> That's it. And, oh, oh, it's not even like hardbound. It's written for Michael because if you remember, he's only three months oh, that's old. That's right. That's right. Michael's only been alive for like three, three to five months. So his 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 little brain. There are no words in it. It's just pictures. Just that. I just thought that was a really fun way to open because again, it continues to build that relationship between Michael and Kit. And Kit's just getting real saucy. And I love that Kit was the one who came up with the idea because I think Michael initially. Kind of wanted to maybe like, all right, let's just... How are we going to get out of this? We should pull over, but... Well, I suggest you hit your turbo boost and get us over the county line, Michael. And that's the funny <laughs> thing, because he asked Kit, were you speeding? Kit's like, Psh, as if. Right. You're asking me if I'm speeding? Right. He was going, 50, what, 55? And, 55, right. And yeah. the cop, you could see the cop's radar was like well over 75 like, oh, miles yeah. an hour or something yeah. like that. Um, so that was a fun little opening scene. So then we cut to the interior of Devin's office, and he's playing croquet. On, on the floor in the office. On the floor. and he's As all rich people do. As he does. He's reciting poetry, and Michael's just like standing there listening to him. And Devin says something to Michael about how Michael wouldn't have the patience to play a game as, as soothing and quiet as croquet. <laughs> and he, Devin like hits the ball and completely misses the peg. And he's like, what, what do you want, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Michael's, but Michael walks. I love, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep gushing about this. Uh, please do. It's either, I mean, it's David Hasselhoff. It's I don't know. I have to watch more stuff that he was in when he was younger. Yeah. But like he comes in just so bubbly and oh, bouncy just, and happy. He's always got a smile on his face. It's like it, he's not chewing bubblegum, but he should be. He's like a little kid. He's like a he's like a 6-month-old kid <laughs> in a full man's body with a different face. Exactly. But he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, it's like has all these ideas and he's so happy and optimistic. And and Devin, oh, it's just great. I just love, I love bouncy, happy Michael. I know it's so good. And so this is the first time that we see. Apparently, this is like a recurring staple over the course of the of the series. Is that Michael and Devin are in this office, and Devin outlines the mission right here in this mm -hmm. in this moment about what Michael's going to be doing. And Michael doesn't blow off the mission. He decides that this is this, this is something worthy of he and Kit's time because. <laughs> He, he's always wanted to do this, and he's. we'll get into what, what it is. Right. So the story goes is that apparently there's a stunt show called Slam and Sammy's Stunt Show Spectacular, and uh, the owner and operator, Sammy, has had to take a second mortgage with a guy named Lawrence Blake. Mm. Now, the deal with Blake, he's like, he's, he's a crooked businessman, Greg. <laughs> what are those? Oh, What's an understand. 80s crooked businessman like? <laughs> so Blake wants to buy the property. Mm. So what he does, he takes out the second mortgage, and then Blake closes the show through unexpected misfortunes, collects the property for next to nothing. So this is what Blake's been doing for other businesses. Exactly. He, buy, he, takes out, he finances second mortgages on businesses, or as part of that, right. pays somebody to F up the business, exactly, and then he buys the business for cheap and closes it or does whatever he wants with it. Right, it's exactly. It's just a, a ruthless like land grab, business grab, hostile takeover, right. whatever you want. 80s business douchebaggery. Right, exactly. And so what Devin wants Michael to do is just go and investigate, see what's going on, just just kind of blend in to the stunt show and, and maybe 
make yourself a part of what's happening because we want to find out what Blake's really trying to and do. And it's great because Michael's like, man, I love slamming Sammy growing up. Like, right, right. Who are you? <laughs> First of all, how do you love slamming Sammy growing up because you're br- you're a brand new human being? I don't know if he said growing up. I'm I throwing know. that in his But he face. loved slam. He loved slamming Sammy. He's like, it's amazing. The stuff he did is awesome. So then we get a phone call as Michael's getting ready to line up his croquet shot from Bonnie. And he, Devin hangs up the phone and says, Michael, Bonnie's ready for you. And Michael has the greatest line, oh, I only wish that meant what it sounded like. <laughs> I know, right? Like, Michael wants Bonnie so hard. <laughs> I know. Like, they're really going to start building up this love story between Bonnie and Michael. And I really wish we had gotten that first introduction that we should have gotten in the third episode, but we don't get until, like, the 12th episode. <laughs> like, makes no sense. They aired these se- these first season episodes way out of production order, so we're going to get an episode coming up later on in the series where they actually meet for the first time, even though now we see that they've already established this relationship with each other. Well, it doesn't matter. It can be Maybe they did it as a flashback, you think? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt Let's for do now. that. Let's assume that that's the case. So Bonnie has, fit, has, has a retrofitted kit with a 25% increased booster. And the ability to oxygenate his interior, almost as if he's going to need these later in the episode. <laughs> now, it's funny. Okay, a 25% boost. So at the beginning of the episode when he was getting away from that cop, yeah. he hit like almost 200 miles an hour. I know. <laughs> so 25% more. I don't know. What is that? I have 200. no idea. I don't do math. But Neither he, do I. I mean, he's, it's more. It's 25% it's more. It's 25% more than but 200. To oxygenate the cabin. Right. Like... It's a it's an oddly specific upgrade. Yeah, but it's that you're giving Kit. But it sounds so dangerous. Why would you saturate the cabin of your car with oxygen? Right. It's just it's almost as if they're going to need it for the end of the episode, Greg. Okay. I hope that like they have like no sparks in there. I, I know, right? <laughs> so we cut to the stunt show, and before we get to Michael uh, arriving, we see an unnamed man. Like kind of in the shadows, he's wearing a jumpsuit. He is siphoning gas out of Slam and Sammy's car mm-hmm. right after Sammy's son had fueled up the car for the next stunt. This guy comes in right behind him, siphons the fuel out, mm-hmm. and leaves. Yeah, and this is after uh, a Slam and Sammy and his son had an argument about why his son can't be in the show because basically he's too eager. He's going to get hurt. He's really good at what he does, but he's just not mature yet. Right. Go fill up my car. Go fill up my car with gas. And then it gets siphoned out. (laughs) And so we get the idea that maybe whoever's doing this is working on the inside. He might be working for he might be working for the stunt show, but we don't quite know yet because he's wearing a a jumpsuit that Mm -hmm. is eerily similar to what some of the other guys are wearing on on the course. Eerily similar? Yes. It's the same jumpsuit. It is not the same jumpsuit, Greg. It's eerily similar to that, okay? Get it right or pay the price. Okay. So it's only a podcast. So Slam and Sammy gets in his car to perform his death-defying stunt, which is the slowest stunt show I have ever seen <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's just it's cars driving on two wheels, and then Slam and Sammy drives through a ring of fire, blindfolded. Oh, that's right. That was the death-defying part. That was the part they 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 blindfold him. Right. So I don't understand what happened here. So Sammy goes in for the second run through blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Is it because he ran out of gas and yeah. couldn't get enough acceleration? Right. Okay. So that's exactly what happens. He can't get up over the ramp fast enough because he's run out of gas. So I just want to say something. What? Now I'm gonna let's backtrack and say that this was all planned out. Yes. Right? Yes. Think about the calculations that had to go into that saboteur. To siphon the exact amount of gas for his car to stall on the approach to the ramp on that final thing. Yeah. After doing other tricks throughout the you know, Right. It had hours. to be calculated within like milliseconds. Let's let's give credit to that guy because he knew the fuel consumption of that car. Yep. He knew how long it would be idling, how long it would be doing so this So he and knew that. how much fuel to siphon out. Exactly. To let, okay. You know what? I'm going to give him the benefit on that one. We'll assume that he knew exactly when Slam and Sammy was going to run out of fuel and crash his car into the ring of fire. Right. 
And that does he roll over at this point? Yeah, it rolls over on its side. Yeah. Flips over. Everybody and, runs out. And they, Johnny Cash is playing Ring of Fire like off in the distance. We don't know where he came from, but he's just standing up in the broken was, the broken stands. He just helicoptered <laughs> in. Right. Just about about this track, there's a bunch of like grandstands that Slam and Samuels can been complaining that he can't fill um with, with paying customers because they're so damaged. Right. They're not safe to be on anymore, but he doesn't have the money to fix them to get the money to put the, so there he's pretty much up shit creek. Right. And so at some point during this stunt show Michael had arrived. Do we see him actually arrive? Oh, we see him arrive. Do we? I don't remember oh, yes. seeing him arrive. He drives up, tells Kit to play it cool, and then struts on in. Now, this is after Slam and Sammy gets all busted up, mm-hmm. gets hauled off in the in the meat cart. Yep. And uh, <laughs> meat wagon. You know what would be really funny as a running joke? It's the, uh, it's the food cart from the first episode that just gets destroyed every right. episode <laughs> but, but it, or it's the same guy he's just an ambulance driver now oh my gosh he, like, he keeps, like, <gasps> that it, would be amazing all of his vehicles keep getting destroyed <laughs> he just shows up that's his curse is that everything he drives just gets destroyed in some horrible way awesome. or just like the heat-seeking missiles follow him wherever he and is he's he's all he's all like skittish and jittery because anytime he hears like a plane or a jet he's like looking around for another missile to come in to hit him right so so Michael, he sees Sammy get taken off and was like, hey, so I see that um, the uh, the head attraction is no longer going to be part of that. The head. Oh, God. What did you think I was? I thought you said <laughs> the head of traction. <laughs> wait, wait, like traction in the hospital or like uh, like electric, like both like trolley car traction, the head attraction. The head of traction. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So Michael's like, so I see that um, the main the main attraction <laughs> has been injured and he can't perform. I I've just happened to show up. Right. Maybe I could audition for the show. What do you know about driving? I know a thing or two. Well, look at the size of my belt buckle. <laughs> but he walks in so happy. Like, I know. <laughs> like as a kid, he's like, hey, what's up? What's going on here? And starts talking to Slam and Sammy's daughter. Right. Uh, what was her name? Lisa. Right. Like yeah. just walks up to her. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Like doesn't introduce himself. Right. And after they have a discussion for a little bit, she's like, who are you? Right. I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh, I'm the guy that's going to take over for your dad. He's like, well, she's like, okay, well, we don't really have a car for you to use. He's like, oh, that's fine. I'll use my own car. Don't worry about it. I got this. Let me Are you just, sure? Let me show you what I got. I know. And then she she goes off to go talk to her dad. Or like he, I forget, he does some stunts. He does some two-wheel driving with Kit. Right. And I love this because Kit really wants to like like go balls to the wall. Like, oh, should we do this? Should we do? And Michael's like, Kit, we're not, we're not supposed to be that good. <laughs> like, He's like, and Kit's disappointed. I know. If Kit can get disappointed. I, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pause again. Mm-hmm. Do you think Michael would ever buy truck nuts for Kit? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> do you think he does? And do you think Kit would ask for them? <laughs> truck nuts. <laughs> Were they, are they steel? Are they rubber? I, I don't know. I don't know what color they'd be. Would they are be, they black nuts? <laughs> would, they, would it be black or silver? Maybe it'd be silver, silver, silver nuts, little dangly nuts hanging up. Little dangly nuts? Dragging on the pavement. Oh, they double as like the static protectors, you know? <laughs> Michael's truck nuts. <laughs> I've lost my fucking mind, Greg. <laughs> but yes, I sincerely hope that we get a scene of Michael purchasing Kid a pair of truck nuts. It's not it's not even explained. He's just like at a store and he's like talking to Devin it's separate and he like they cash him out and he holds him up and you just kind of see it and then you see a shot of Devin kind of looking like disapprovingly at him. Yeah. And and they just don't talk about it. Right. <laughs> it just never goes spoken of, but the next scene Kit drives away with truck nuts dragging <laughs> along the back of the car. <laughs> Oh, that one hurt my face, Greg. That was a good one. Oh, my God. Um, So it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot to impress Lisa and Lisa's brother, Mark, because they immediately were like, oh, you're great. Yeah, you can take over for dad. Okay, you think so? (laughs) Sure. Like, what the fuck? And they they go, I think they go get him. He comes out. Yeah. He's like, who are you? 
Like they talk for a bit, and he's like, "Who are you?" Like he does the same thing. Like Michael doesn't introduce himself. Right. He's like, "Oh, I'm just a driver. I, I understand that you need somebody." Right. He's like you can't c- cover me. And like I'm assuming this is the next day, the same day. I don't know. I don't know because then Sammy shows up again with like, crutches in and, and, and like and like a cast on. Right. Because we saw him get wheeled out, but then he's back. So it must have been like the next day. But I, maybe, if you I don't know. if you break a leg, I don't think I. You can't set it that fast in a cast, can you? I mean, you'd set it immediately, and then, and then, but I don't know if he'd be walking around the next he day. He was a little out of it when he got out of that car, so I'm just. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait, all of a sudden he showed up again. It had to have been the next day, it at was, least the next day. It was turbo cast. They just it, snapped them together again. Kit can create turbo casts out of his exhaust pipe. <laughs> Spits it out. You're all set now. <laughs> Please and, put him in my trunk. I'll wrap him up. <laughs> So Sammy's like, "Who the hell's this guy?" Well, oh, this is your replacement, Dad. Like he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna race for you. Oh, really? And Sammy's like, "Well, I want to know how good he is." So he gets Michael back out on the on the on the uh, in the parking lot. And he's like, D- "Do a do a ski or something like ski or whatever like that. Go skiing." Yeah, basically. And Michael's like, "Okay, <laughs> what's skiing?" Right. <laughs> and they look at each other and they're like, oh, "It's when you drive the car up on two wheels." He's like, "Okay, well, how how do you want to do it? Left side or right side?" He's Both. Like, Whatever, whatever you want, and he's like nobody can do it on either side. Right. So of course Michael goes out there with Kit and like s- skis the car on left and right sides. He nails it, and then Sammy's just like, "All right, you're good enough. We'll take you. All you right, know, you can you can ride for me. I see you, buddy." And the whole time he's been giving his son shit that he's not ready. The kid keeps wanting to go do, do his stunt, his stunt show. Right. But his dad's like, "No." Well, because at one point, so before Sammy shows up, Mark had asked Michael, "Hey, do you want to see my act?" you want to see what I got? And Michael's like, yeah, sure, of course. And it's just like a bunch of wheelies and really slow jumps over cars. Not even jumps, is riding. No, that's right. Just over cars. <laughs> riding over the hoods of cars. Bum, 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 bum. And I was like, okay. And Michael's like, wow, that was great, Mark. He's like, you should be in the show. Well, my dad won't let me, you fuck. <laughs> Michael's like... Michael's just getting right into this family, all up inside of its business. Oh, he gets up into the family later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Blake. I guess I guess it's Blake's office, and he's he's. Uh, oh no, no, it's not Blake. It it's Bill. Bill Gordon, Blake's associate. Yes. Who, to our Star Trek fans, will hopefully recognize him as uh, the actor's name is Mark Alamo. He also he plays one of the main villains of Deep Space Nine, uh, none other than Gul Dukat, who is actually a classic Deep Space Nine villain. So um, Bill Gordon shows up, and he he's really a little nervous because he wants this thing to get shut down pretty quickly, but he's worried because he just watched Michael do all this two-wheel driving. Mm-hmm. And he's really nervous that what Michael is able to do could actually turn the show around and produce a profit and actually make money so that they can pay off the second mortgage. So we get a next scene of the same guy from earlier who siphoned the gas trying to sabotage the under like Kit's undercarriage. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, it's we, great. I mean, we're assuming it's, it's the same guy because yeah. they're like, yeah, you got to stop this. So basically this guy, you see him crawling under Kit's front end. Yeah. And it's great. It, like I don't understand. Like Pontiacs are pretty low to the ground. This guy just like right under there. That's fine. All I could all I could think of was seeing his like coveralls sticking out from underneath Kit, or the scenes in Naked Gun when Nordberg is stuck underneath the, <laughs> yes. all the vehicles and the buses. Yes. That's all I could think about. The legs dangling there and getting hit in the balls with like pineapples and like cacti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on. Um, yeah. So he crawls under there and like starts messing around, poking around under Kit. Right. And Kit like silently turns on. And just rolls backwards. Yeah. And this guy's like, huh. So he, okay. sli- he slides up again to try to do it, and Kit slides forward. <laughs> He's like, huh. And then Kit, apparently Kit has self-deflating tires. Right. So Kit deflates his tires, not quite crushing this guy, but basically enough to threaten him to be like, I really wouldn't try that if I were you. Why don't you go ahead and get out of here? <laughs> Reinflates the tires, and the guy gets up and runs away. <laughs> but I just think it's hilarious that Kit moved back and forth like three times. Yeah. And this guy's just like, huh, that's weird. Right. It's huh, like, huh, that's weird. That's bizarre. I'll just keep trying this again. It's like, ooh, a piece of candy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just keeps like moving the, the wrench back and forth to try to get what he's trying to unscrew. And then Kit just like deflates all his tires. <laughs> Do you think that, there'd be, that he'd crawl under Kit and find a spot where Kit didn't want to move? 
Well, I mean, oh, well, based on what we heard him having that weird semi orgasm with Bonnie. When Bonnie was like upgrading his parts, like, oh, Bonnie, you could work on my parts. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, good God, Kit. Dirty, dirty car. I, I would bet that if you found the right spot underneath Kit, he'd grab onto your leg and he wouldn't let go. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Turbo boost. Shooting oil everywhere. It's, it's just be a mess. Red line. Michael comes in and like Kit's just like covered head to toe in oil. I'm like, Kit, what the. F- I, you know what? I don't even want to know. Just. I don't even want to get in your seat. Bonnie's hair is a mess and smoking a cigarette in, in the passenger seat. Yep, guys, we went there. Kind of like uh, five episodes in. Like uh, um, um, Elaine in Airplane. <laughs> yes. After inflating Otto the pilot. <sighs> we took it there. Five episodes in, Kit has had sex with a woman. <laughs> He's now covered in oil. We're implying it. We don't know for sure. That's true, actually. That's a good point. So the guy runs and he leaves. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head now. So Sammy says to Michael, "Oh, you're doing just great, but you know what we really need? We need a showstopper. We need something that's going to bring the audience. We're going to bring them to their feet." And Michael's like, "Actually, I got a new stunt that I've been working on." What? <laughs> really? You mean like you just told Kit, "Figure out something cool. I'm going to bed." <laughs> right, exactly. So the whole the new stunt is that Michael is going to jump over a truck and a car, but what's more, they will both be moving. Yes. And he's what? like he's like, nobody's ever been able to do that. He's like, Yeah, well, I'm not nobody, basically. <laughs> I'm not nobody. I'm Michael Knight. I'm Michael Knight, and this is Kit. I don't know what that was. Um so I love this next scene because Michael's like gussying Kit up by putting these adhesive stickers. Oh my like god! These silver stars There's, all. Oh my god! Over. That's the shit. I hate that stuff. I, I hate, hate it. Yeah, but all you know, these five point silver stars all over Kit, it, it, like evil can evil kind of stuff. Like like I I don't know whatever it is. I don't have fond memories of silver stars for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know I, why. It reminds me of like grade school. I don't. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is because you would get those silver stars if you did well. <laughs> did you ever watch? Have you ever watched Metalocalypse? Bits and pieces of it. It's yeah, like, you do what I say, and you'll get a banana sticker. That's exactly what this was. And I love how Kit's like. I fail to see how external work on my car is going to help anything. Like, what are you like? What are you doing? Well, Kit, there's no logic here. It just looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's much. exactly what it was. He's like, it's all for show. He's yeah. like, we just need to make everybody really, you know, we want people to love you. But, like, Michael's got, like, the scarf on. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so Michael, the next bit where Michael's planning on doing the scene, the next shot you have of Michael in the car, he has his own, like, his own jumpsuit. That says yeah. M on the back with a big like like a big signature sort of thing. Yeah, he's got not an ascot but a a, a, a handkerchief around. Yeah, his neck. it's like a it's like a bandana just like tied off in a nice little knot. And, and his own black helmet. Yep, like it's Kit's helmet. I thought I thought that Slam and Sammy stunt show stunt stunt show spectacular. Yes, did not have any money. Well. The foundation has money. What if this outfit was from a previous driver who died? Let's go with that story. Maurice. I like that. Maurice uh, went up in flames. Yeah. Um, she, they, they cut the scene out where Michael's like, it's like, this smells like charred skin. <laughs> it's like, this smells like burning. They what smell is? like that when they're new. Put it on. It's like, why is the back of, Put it on. Why is the, back of the jumpsuit missing? No Put one will, the damn suit on. Just don't turn around and don't get out of your seat. Get in the spruce goose and let's go. I said get in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jeez, I'm sorry. So, yes, Howard. Yes. <laughs> so Michael gets in and he says to Keith, like he and Kit are talking and he says to, Kit says to Michael, well, the chances of successful completion are somewhat less than optimum. And Michael's like, now you tell me? Like what? Well, this is also because like uh, as he gets in this car to do the stunt, he was talking with uh, 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 the girl's boyfriend. Lisa. Uh, Lisa's boyfriend. Oh, Mario. M- Mario. Yeah. Who we've realized now, we skipped over this bit, but is the uh, the dink that's been sabotaging everything. Right. We actually don't find that out until a few minutes in, but a little bit later in. Oh, really? Did yeah. I skip all that? Oh, you know, you're fine. Don't worry. Keep going. Okay. And the, but, uh, No, now I'm all worried that I skipped something. You're fine. Don't Okay, basically, Mauricio, Mario, 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 yeah, and Luigi Mario, Luigi Mario, yeah, basically, Rufy's Michael, yeah, um, I'm assuming I'm gonna assume it's a Rufy. 
I, I would imagine he because does. Michael yeah. doesn't fully pass out, but anyway, as he's as he's preparing to drive, do the stunt. Um, Michael starts passing out, and Kit's like, "Hey, we're not going fast enough. Right? We're not going fast enough. Right?" And the funny thing is, Kit's like, "Michael, please put me in auto. Please put me in auto. Right? Exactly. Like, Kit can't override this. Right? Oh my god, it was awful. It was awful. And Michael's like, <laughs> hits the button. <laughs> um, we actually jumped a bit. Of course we did. We jumped a bit, which is, guys, for your new listeners, we tend to do this a lot. <laughs> we jump over huge chunks of episodes. So I, I was wrong, wasn't I? <laughs> I think you might have been. Hey, smack me. So Michael makes the first jump with no problems. And then Lisa, after Michael gets out of the car, is so impressed uh. by this jump that she starts, she gives Michael like a kiss on the cheek and says, well, that was a social one. And then plants a huge makeout kiss on Michael's li- like lips, and she goes, that was less than social. I'm like, oh my god, we're going to put her on the list. Lisa needs to go on the women list. The women list. The, the woman list, which is three for three now. Yeah, right. Last three episodes. Every episode. Um, So, Bill, the gentleman from earlier who was worried that Michael was going to actually turn things around, meets Michael after the show and basically like offers Michael a job. Working for his corporation, working for Mr. Blake's corporation. And Michael's like, I see what you're trying to do here, but I'm only going to deal with the top dog. So you get me a meeting with him, then we'll talk. Because he wants to he wants yes. to meet with he wants to meet with Lawrence. And Bill's like, huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. All right. Well, uh, OK. And then Michael just kind of like walks away because Michael knows that now he's gotten in too close because mm. this guy just shows up. Out I of just nowhere. love how cocky he is all the time. It's it's great because he's just like, oh, oh, I I see what you're trying to do to me. No, I'm not going to deal with you. I want to deal with your with the head honcho. He's right. like, so you want you- me this bad. You send me the. You send me the dude face. Blake. Send me to Balake. <laughs> Balake. I got my eye on you, Balaki. So Michael calls Devin and was like, listen, um, so I'm getting a little too close, but I'm going to hold out on the offer because I want a one-on-one with Mr. Blake. And, and Devin's like, well, um, there are easier ways to deal with a problem than buying someone off. And Michael's like, yeah, but I'm going to hold out. I think we're going to meet with Mr. Blake here. So we cut to Blake and Bill. And basically Blake's like, you know what? I don't really want to meet with him. So you're going to set up a fatal accident and we're just going to kill Michael. Right, pretty it's much. Like, oh, God. Which I'd... jumps back forward back in this episode to my idiocy yes. of, of the, what's this? Mario, basically roofing the water. Mario and Rufio. Mario and Rufio. <laughs> Luigio. <laughs> Luigio. And this is where you said Michael passes out. Marcuccio. <laughs> But I love this scene because Michael's just like falling asleep in the seat and Kit's like, Michael, you're like you said, put me on auto. And Michael's like, Kit, I, uh, <laughs> Michael, I know we're not so, going fast enough. So here are the parallels to uh, Archer are just because you see Archer inebriated and messed up all the time. I was just like, this is what happens. But then Michael Knight makes the jump because somehow he hits auto auto on Kit. Right. Kit does the jump and they land. Right. Um. And somehow Michael is already recovering. Oh yeah, from whatever this is. And I just because I watched an episode with Archer where he gets drugged, and he's like, "You underestimated my ability to metabolize toxins." <laughs> right. And then so Michael's like wide awake again. Yeah, because and, he he made Kit oxygenate the right. cabin, like which is sh- Kit oxygen now, and like it's like three seconds. You hear yeah. that. And Michael's like, ah. So Bonnie right, installed this. this thing. So like these little these nozzles pop out of the the roof. I'm like, how did Bonnie install all this stuff without getting dirty? Right. How did she do this? Oh, uh, she got dirty. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie get dirty. I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna. Uh, how about this? All these pieces are still are in kit. But yeah. Kit's not finished yet. So they built it all. But Michael, like they ne- they needed to send young Michael Knight out. Right. And Kit's not done. Well, didn't they say in the pilot that when when Wilton wanted to get Kit out there, I think it was Devin that said that it's not quite ready yet. Yeah. So this is probably exactly what you're saying. Like maybe they're really not done with everything yet, and they're right. still adding stuff to like, Kit as they go. Kit is like permanently in beta testing. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Because I think they continue to just like add more stuff, and we just see more stuff show up every single episode. We <laughs> oh, see more butts too. We do see more butts. Yeah. And um, we see a lot of vagina. <laughs> Halata. 
That was a really bad one. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. You got anything else? <laughs> Why are you staring at me like that? I'm at a loss. <laughs> so Michael gets out of the gets out of the car after the three seconds of oxygen <laughs> are enough to get him out of this roofied state. And he chases Mario down and he basically interrogates Mario. He's like chases him down with Kit. Oh, that's right. Which yes. Is awesome. And then Mario's running. Mario, Mario. Mario, Mario. Mario, Mario. Mario is Mario. running. He tells Kit, bring me alongside him. Like he's a horse. Like I he love can't it. change direction. It's the and best. And all Michael does is reach out of the driver's side window and grab him. Yeah. Just pulls him into the car and the car Rawr! stops. It's like, it's, he's like, what, what's going on here? What is happening? Why am I? Why did you almost try to kill me? And then he tells Michael that Bill has actually planted a bomb, not in the stands where the where the patrons are, but in the abandoned stands where everything is still being worked on. I know. It's not going <laughs> to hurt anybody. Right. It's going to blow stuff up. <laughs> right. So Michael basically tells Kit, like, okay, well, we got a job to do. Let's, let's take care of this. So I do like this scene because Michael, like, Bombs through. I don't even know how he gets under the stands. He drives through a fence and into the gl- and through. He drives through. How does he get under the stands? He goes around back out of the track around. Is that what he does? Okay, all right. Because they're, he drives underneath them. Gotcha. Because they're all enclosed as like storage. Oh so he right. Drives through and Bill's in there. He's like, oh my god. And then Kit starts like pegging, like holding him against the wall, like cutting him off and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And basically pins him against the wall, and Michael's like sitting there in the driver's seat, like gunning the engine. And they're gonna like drill Bill into the wall, and he's like, yeah. "Oh my god, stop!" And Michael's like, <laughs> "I love it. I love yes. it. It's so good. It's so good." So basically, Michael parks Kit over the bomb. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he asks Bill where the bomb is. He's like, "It's over there." <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shifted in reverse, he backs over the bomb. And basically, the bomb explodes safely under Kit's car butt. <laughs> I like. I'm like, and so I'm thinking. I'm sitting here. I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay. So you can literally let a bomb detonate under your under your car, mm. but you can't tow a car. Can't tow a car. Can't tow a car. But a bomb can go off underneath you mm. and do very little damage. David, the um, so the what you have to understand, like the the way the Alpha Circuit is put together. It it can handle all kinds of other things. It can handle explosions, but if when you tow a car, the dynamics of the torque and the and the Johnson bar and the the wiffle rod, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it really it really kind of messes up the the uh, the eccentric cranks. So you got to worry about you know your your positive and negative ratios. I got you um, to the to the to the upside down, the inverse square of the law you. root of the physics. I dig it with the with the string. Um, so you can't, the alpha circuit doesn't that, work. I was going to say, where does the alpha circuit come in? So the alpha circuit didn't clearly get destroyed. So direct hit from a bomb is not enough to destroy the alpha circuits, but towing a car is. Yes. So, okay. Because of physics? Sure. That, is that how that works? It's, it's got to do Because of cartography. Because of the, the yes. <laughs> because of cartography and, and the intricate relationship between- Oh, I just got that. <laughs> cartography. It's a car. <laughs> I'm such a dummy. That's, what? Go ahead. Continue. Cartography is not car photography. <laughs> Get it, Pete? <laughs> sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Greg, what happens after the bomb goes off? What does Michael do? Michael smiles. Of course. It's a real white smile, man. He's like, you okay, Those, Kit? That He's like, we'll grin. talk about it later. <laughs> I love that, too. We'll talk about it later, Michael. It's like like Kit just got buggered up the ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> with like four sticks of dynamite. Michael's like, you okay, buddy? <sighs> just get me home to Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> just get me to Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is where Michael not so subtly records his conversation with Blake. Right. And he gets out of the car and like very like subtly or not so subtly just well, he, like he storms up straight. He storms straight to Blake's office and says, "You tried to kill me. I know all the stuff." He's still wearing his like black jumpsuit right. and his 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 neck neck bow neck, tie, his, his neckerchief. Another aside, did you ever read that story about the girl with the handkerchief around no. her neck? I think it was a scary story. Oh, was that from the scary stories to tell in the dark? Yeah, I think and she had the handkerchief around her neck and if she removed it, 
Oh yeah. Her head would fall off. You think that's why he had the? Uh, you think that's why he has the scarf on? It's holding his head on. <laughs> it's holding his head on. <laughs> anyway, he talks to Blake and says, "You tried to kill me. I want money. I can make the stunt show end, but now you're paying me." Right. And Blake's like, "You drive a hard bargain. Okay, fair enough." Yeah. And then he's like, "You got that kit?" <laughs> it was like, "Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing?" It's like he does like the thing where he like folds his arms, but like his arm goes up really high, so like it's the very way clear what he's doing. The way Ricky Bobby does uh, interviews. Yeah, he doesn't know he's where like, to hold his hands. I don't know what to do with my hands, so I'm just gonna put the microphone right up to his mouth. I got you on tape recorder. Just talk into the watch because the watch needs to be dusted up. Just talk really quietly. I have to say, it's pretty. It's a pretty slick watch. I mean, now, oh, absolutely. Now we can do that with Apple watches. Right, but that back then that was a that was a Casio calculator watch. Oh, it was great! I love the old Casio. Watches. I had one. You had to use a use it with a pen. My grandfather had a Casio calculator watch, and I'm so cool. Pissed because I don't know what happened to it. And they came with like they, some of them were silver, and the buttons were kind of indented. Or yeah, they were yeah, just, yeah. They were just metallic bars. And yep. whereas the, some other ones were the buttons were rubber. Yes. Yes. I had the one with the rubber buttons. They were cheaper. Yeah, those were great. They I, were I, really fun. And I, I loved like, those back. just the texture of rubbing your finger over the buttons because they're all so close together. And then every now and then, like, just lick it. Did you used to lick your watch? Lick the texture. I love the texture of that watch. They should bring those watches back. I would totally buy a ca- I would wear a Casio like that so bad. I know. So hard. You'd wear it so hard. I'd wear that Casio so hard. So let's close out the episode. What happens next? Um, Blake is arrested, mm-hmm. we assume, for his crimes. Um, everything gets wrapped up once again in a tidy bow because Michael decides that uh, while Sammy heals about three weeks, um, he's just going to continue working for the stunt show. <laughs> and so he <laughs> takes off in kit and drives away. Right, right. It's ridiculous. So so like they're like, okay, Michael, we got to go on to the next thing. He's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. I got at least three more weeks of this. Three more weeks, and yeah. Kit's like all in it too. Yeah, because Kit's like Michael. Perhaps, perhaps I could somersault end over end. That's never been done before. Or, or maybe I could light my wheels on fire and do a jump, possibly at night. Or perhaps I'll do a double barrel roll. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> Kit's like, got ideas. I know. And basically, Michael's like, yeah, I think you better reprogram him when this all is done because it's not my fault. Light my wheels on fire and do a <laughs> jump at night. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, I love Kit. You're the best. I love it. It's amazing. Amazing. He just, oh, just this whole show is just going to warm my heart. I mean, I am so, I'm, I did not expect to react this way to it. No. I, I thought it was going to be enjoyable. I'm in it for the long haul. I mean, I really hope we don't lose steam in season four as we did with season seven of MacGyver. Oh, man. But even if we, it doesn't really matter because I think, I, I think the energy will still be in the show. With MacGyver, it started. It felt like the, it was just sl- getting slow. He was lost. Yeah. He was lost by the end of season six. He was a the lost final little season. puppy. Absolutely. Once Pete wasn't around anymore. Poor Pete. I know. Um, so, Greg, should we? We got to remind everybody uh, what our what our rating system is. Oh, frig! For okay. The show the Hoff chart. All right. I think I got it memorized. All right. Let's go for it. Go. Okay, the first one is a perm. Correct. For one star, because perms suck. Exactly. The second one is a belt buckle. For two stars, because belt buckers are too close to Hoff's nuts. Done. Okay, the next one, I'm literally pulling this off the top of my head. I, I love it. You're is, on so far. Is uh, a leather jacket because leather ja- for three stars because leather jackets are practical and comfortable. Very well, like functional that. and it feels good. Okay, there Got we go. It. Uh, f- uh, a red turtleneck is four stars because Hoff has never looked hotter. Dude, you're, you're on fire. And, and the last one's a Trans Am because kit, for five stars because kit is the complete package. Beautiful. Modifiers? And modifiers. We have, um, I'll go with a negative. A negative modifier or demerit would be an alpha circuit because even though kit's awesome, sometimes he sucks a fat tailpipe. Beautiful. Okay. And then for a positive I, bonus, but merit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, would be um, a Trans Am. I thought it was a Turbo no, sorry, Boost. Sorry, Turbo Boost yep. because this one is miles above the rest or something <sighs> like that. You're, you nailed it pretty much dead on. Yeah. That was perfect. All right. So what are you going to give this episode for a rating? I mean, I I, I thought this, this was a fun episode. Uh, even though I enjoyed a lot of goofy bits of it, I thought like the stunt part was just stupid. A lot of the stunts just sucked. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were dumb. So I want to give it. I'm going to give it a red turtleneck with one alpha circuit. 
so you're gonna give it a four stars with just an extra well, demerit. So like so you're three gonna, and a half. So three, three and a half. Okay, yeah. all right. I'll dig. I'll dig on that. Um, I'm actually landing somewhere close to you. Same thing. I liked a lot of the stuff like on the outskirts of the stunt show, but the actual stunt show was <laughs> real. Was a really shitty plot device. <laughs> it just it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be, especially given the title. Like back in the eighties, if you heard like that's the next episode, like Slam and Sammy, right? Exactly. Um, it just. I wish it was better than than it was, but as as it is, I would still give it. I'd say, yeah, I'll give it a red turtleneck with a with a with an alpha circuit to merit. I'm gonna give it a little an aside here. So when I hear Slam and Sammy, all I could think of is like this really greasy diner that does sandwiches, but the the thing is like he slams them down on the grill. Slam and Sammy's <laughs> greasy diner grill buffet. <laughs> uh, yes, would that would that raise your rating if that's if Michael ate there, if Michael ate there, just had a cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger. I want to make notes of that too. How many times you ordered a cheeseburger? Throughout okay, the series? it's been two in one episode. Two so in far. one episode. Now we also have the how many women? So that was one of the things we're going to log. So mm. this will make the third women in three episodes because yes. we had Robin, uh, then we had Sherry from Good Way at Right Rock, and then Lisa. Yeah, and then there was something. Oh, how many times does Kit stop to fuel up? We are still at none. Still at zero. <laughs> Five episodes in, yep. nothing. And then how many times does Michael blow off his primary mission to do something tertiary? Tertiary. So we can we can effectively say that this has it, it, it happened here. It happened at the tail end yeah. where Michael's like, you know, oh no, I have to stay here longer to finish the stunt show while Sammy heals up. But it counts. Yeah. It's like, it's like okay. Absolutely. Michael's Absolutely. not doing his job. Um, but overall... I thought it was a really great episode. Yeah, I had a smile a really on my face the whole episode. time. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't realize this, but this um, this episode actually involved the stunt crew, like in prominent, obviously, because they were the ones driving the car. So mm. it was actually a nice showcase for the stunt crew. Oh, the stunt actually, crew of the show. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Like of actually of Night Rider, they mm. were the stunt drivers on the show. That makes so, sense. Like they had their their moment on the show. So I thought that was kind of a fun little a fun little bit there. Uh, but yeah, overall. I'm I'm I want more. I want so much more of it, Greg. So much so that I think we should just stop this recording after we're done here and record the next one. You got it. What do you say? Let's do it. Uh next episode is season one, episode six, just my bill. Uh Michael is assigned to protect a prominent senator and friend of Devon's after a number of attempts are made on her life. Hmm. Okay. I am really looking forward to that. I'm very excited. Um Greg, do you have your computer open yet? I do. Uh, do you want to tell everyone who uh, how they can find us on the interwebs? Sure. First off, the simplest thing would be to go to champacline.com, C-I-A-M-P-A-K-L-E-I-N, uh, and that will bring you to everything and have links to our Facebook page, which is uh, Champa, what is it? <laughs> I don't even know. Because I don't go on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is just Champa Klein. Just Champa Klein. Champa okay. and Klein. Okay. Twitter is at Champa Klein. Yep. And Instagram is Champa Klein. Yes, it is. Absolutely. So, uh, it's all universal, so it's pretty easy. It took us a while to pull all that together, but <laughs> it, it is far now. too long. So all you got to do is Champa Klein it on the website, and it's getting the name right. C-I-A-M-P-A-K-L-E-I-N. Done. That's it. That's all I got. Okay, cool. And that's it. Um, oh, also... Leave us a review on iTunes. Send send us uh, send us a good uh, uh, leave us a uh, leave us a Trans Am, mm. if you will, um, physically or you know within the realm of iTunes would be awesome. But yeah, we would love to. We'd love more people to take the uh, take the journey of the night with us. Uh, so please consider leaving us a rate and review on iTunes. We'd love to do that and uh, keep the emails coming. Keep the communications coming, guys. We love hearing from you. It's it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome and. It's going to be a really special show. I think we're going to mm-hmm. have a lot of fun on this trip, Greg. We are. <laughs> do you believe that? I sure do. All right. Uh, Greg, any closing thoughts before we say goodnight? No. All right, guys. So for the Night Rider years, I am Slam and Sammy. Oh. I'm Sammy's sutured femoral artery. Oh, I wish. I thought you were going to talk about Michael's truck nuts. <laughs> no, Kit's truck nuts. Kit's truck nuts. That's right. Uh, okay. All right, guys, have a great week. <laughs> I'm the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. What would you like to hear?
There you have it loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.